Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. Today, I've got a special guest for you, and we're going to be talking about mindset for success. Alex, welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. Thank you very much. Face to face as well, like a post-COVID recording. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here. Nice. So, I guess we can start with, who are you? Who am I? Um, so I'm a, a business and mindset coach and predominantly I'm helping service-based business owners grow and scale in a way that is fun and creates maximum freedom. Nice. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So when you say maximum freedom, what do you mean? Well, for me, I go back to what was the reason that I first started my entrepreneurial journey, if you like. And it's always been about freedom. And I think freedom means something slightly different to everybody mm-hmm. but for me freedom means you get to design your day doing the things that you love you get to spend time outside of the business uh, doing things that you're passionate about it means that you basically get to choose yeah the decision that power is in your hands which when i think back to working in corporate <laughs> Earlier on in my twenties, I hated not having that freedom and that power in my yeah. hands. So, see, I I have a real mindset issue, which we might come on to with the word entrepreneur. Okay. So, like, I'm a business owner because I, and yet I've got mm. like three businesses, so it doesn't make sense. I'm, probably I'm a serial entrepreneur, but I know it's a word that I guess I. Because I'm of a certain age, I saw a lot of people on Instagram calling themselves entrepreneurs <laughs> yeah. because they once set up a Facebook page or something. So, I hear you. <laughs> anyway, I've lost my trail of thought. Yeah. But um, point being, I didn't realise that freedom was a possibility as a business mm-hmm. owner. You just you quite you can quite quickly become a slave to your business. Agreed, definitely. I think that. You go into it with the vision of freedom. And then, like you said, you do get caught up in, well, I want to achieve that vision as quickly as as I can and get to that place. So if I give myself too much freedom, then that's going to be time wasted that I'm not creating that success. But then I think a massive realization, being completely honest, in almost four years of of having a business, um, it's really only been this year where I've realized the, you've got to create that freedom in your journey. Otherwise, it, it's just a constant chase for the next milestone. It's a constant chase for that next thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. So we've started to build in milestones that are freedom itself. So like a milestone is I am able to spend X many hours with my wife ah, this week. Or a milestone that. would be... Um, I'm able to choose whether to go to the gym or to the office. I really love that. That's awesome. Because for us, uh, you can't define success through money. Money's a byproduct of success. And success is actually health, time. Well, health and time basically are are the two things for us. Hence why you're on the podcast. So so what got you to where you are now? How did did this happen? It happened from a place of, and I find you might resonate with this, and I think other people who kind of choose to carve their own path to 
go away from what everyone else is doing away from the crowd I had a moment in my early 20s where I just thought is this it Mm. like is this it I was 23 I was working as a sales (laughs) on paper it was great I was a sales manager for an export sales company really Mm. high flying got to travel loads um it was it was everything that I thought that I wanted going to university and I was so miserable I was so unhappy uh, but so young and without really having developed my mindset at all and uh, hadn't entered the world of personal development I just knew I had to move away from what didn't feel right yeah and I think that's a massive thing it's not about having it all figured out it's knowing this doesn't feel right for me I need to do something drastic and make a big change um, so I handed my notice in, very cliche, backpacked, went away, had a couple of years, soul searching, if you like. On a gap yard. On a gap yard, yes, I did have one of those. Uh, a little bit later than most, though. And it was in that time that I worked in Brisbane, Australia for two tech entrepreneurs. And they were, it was a multi, multi-million dollar smart sensor business. So they put, like these sensors in bins and tell you how full that the bin was going to be at a certain time and it blew my mind because I, I come from working in like sales and export into this like cool little office and it was just this um young couple in their 30s who'd started up this tech business and their energy and enthusiasm like I'd never worked around in, a, in an environment like that so it just got me thinking well They've started this from the ground up. How cool is that? It's theirs. Like, it's their thing. They get to choose when they work, who they work with. They're doing something they're passionate about. It, it just it just got my brain thinking, well, is this a possibility for me? And then I'd say my self-development journey, the mindset journey really started there because I started buying books, started listening to different podcasts and started allowing myself to be inspired by other, I know, we'll come on to the word entrepreneur, because I feel like, for, for me, that was a, that's a really motivating word for me. Nice. For, for me, the definition of an entrepreneur is someone who chooses to do it their way and who creates something that hasn't already been created and they do it, it's like a real independent thing. Yeah. It just fired me up. So I was like, yeah, cool, let's just be curious and learn what I can came back from Australia and set up a social media management business. Didn't have a bloody clue what I was doing. Thinking back now, it was, um, I was like, I know how to market. I have my own Facebook. I have my own Instagram and looking at local businesses. I know that I could do it better than they can. So I was like cold calling businesses and, uh, I think at the time it was, I, I, it was 25 pounds and I'd, revamp their LinkedIn page or do their Facebook. It was so basic, but I was so passionate about it. I was buzzing, absolutely yeah, buzzing. every one of those 25 pounds was like the first you're 20, doing cartwheels. It was yeah, the first yeah. 25 pounds. I was like, oh my God, this, like someone's actually paying me in my own business to do something for them. And I was get, I'd get a review and, and that kind of just built and built and built from there. And, and before I knew it, I was, yeah, I'd like tripled my previous corporate salary just doing market like helping businesses with their marketing and and then I had I came to that point where I'd I'd plateaued and I thought am I actually passionate about the marketing 
or is it more about the people? Yeah. And then I've really come into my own now, being able to apply everything I've learned in this business journey, but actually working with people on a more personal level with that too. So I did my coach training. I did my NLP practitioner certification, still studying to go further into yeah. that now. Um, it's hard to condense the story really, but I guess I've, I've got to a point now where I know that I'm all about the strategy and I know that you've got to nail that to get those results, but you can't even get to the point of actioning a strategy if you don't believe that you're like, if you you don't believe you can. Yeah. If you've got self-limiting beliefs. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. We've had a very, very similar business journey. So I, I worked in agencies or corporate as you would call it. Um, and the hours were long, but externally to other people it's like you work in massive design agencies that must be so cool and it's like yeah and on the inside I was dying because it was like (laughs) um, there's only so many times you can tweak the colour of a logo before you want to jump off a bridge type thing Um, (laughs) and then uh, the recession hit and so I decided to become an accountant which was a very strange move uh, but I'm all right with numbers. So, and in the back of my mind, I already knew at that point, I'm going to set up a business mm. and I've got all this design and marketing experience. If I can just add a bit of business now, which at the time I thought that's what accountancy was. Pans out that's not quite true, but <laughs> I thought, thought it was, then I'll, I'll be away. Um, and then, yeah, and then started the business. And similar to your LinkedIn story, I, I was... I think the first logo I designed for somebody I did for 50 quid um took me three weeks got 50 oh. pound I was really excited yeah and um a trusted friend took me to one side and they were like how are you going to make a living if it takes you three weeks to do that and you charge 50 pounds mm-hmm. and uh so then I thought okay fine so I did a website and I think I charged 250 pounds for that website it took me six weeks and, and this yeah. it was a really, really. I think, I think in my first year, I made eight grand, and was like, "This is this is quite painful." Yeah. Um, but all the lessons I learned in that first year, in my second year, I made fifty-seven grand. Wow. And, and then it was like, okay, this is a bit more serious now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a proper living. And then, you know, a further eight years down the line, and we've got twelve staff, and it's all mental. Um, Mm -hmm. but I still have issues with mindset for sure, which, you know, I don't want this to be a counseling session, but I think a mindset for success is, is a movable feast. It's, um, it's tricky. And I just wonder when you sit down with a business owner for the first time, so Mm -hmm. they've signed up to work with you and you're talking mindset, what, what's the first conversation? I think when someone has moved towards me for mindset coaching, they already know that they already kind of know deep down what the the thing is that they need to have that obviously help and support with. They come to me for a reason. So usually we actually, rather than asking and trying to get to that reason in the first session, what we really do is we look at their we look at their life like holistically. Yeah. Look at all of it. There's a there's a very common coaching exercise called the Wheel of Life. Okay. I do this pretty much every first session that I have with a client. So we look at 
um, we get the client, I get the client to split their life kind of into eight different segments on this Yeah, pill. family, friends, exactly. business. And, and we just look at like, what, what's the actual area here where you feel that you're not as satisfied, like you're not... Um, An eight out of ten lacking. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we look at that and and in that, that, that takes us then to, to the next level and we can have a deeper conversation. What I find with business owners in particular is that it's their belief system uh, and our belief systems. Sometimes we've, we've, we've had beliefs thrust upon us, thrust upon yeah. us at a very early age that actually aren't our own. They're ones that we've taken on board. And it's those beliefs that still, when I've got people sat in front of me who are 30, 40, 50, 60, it doesn't matter how old, they're still holding on to that belief. And it's that belief that's that, it, it, that's that, that one thing that's holding them back from just achieving that, that level of success, that level of um, exposure, yeah. that level of like really stepping into it. It's sometimes, yeah, a belief that. There's some massive, massive cliches in there that really hold true. Like money is the root of all evil. Oh, big one that everyone. that one all the time. Um, pride comes before a fall. Yeah. So, you know, don't be proud of yourself. Don't celebrate your wins because you're setting yourself up for pain. Absolutely. Um, Try to think of some others that I know have hit me. Oh, don't get too big for your boots. That's, that's the best it. one. Yeah. yeah, don't get too big for your boots. It's almost it. I think societally, and I think it's more so at like our parents' generation, yeah. where there's a lot of shame around money and there's shame around. Yeah, the ones that the baby boomers that made a fortune on their properties, yeah, and have had it easy. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones telling us not to worry about money. Yeah, All right, yeah. come on, good one. <laughs> But money, money is is a is a is a huge one because money isn't just is money's not just about money. It's never actually about money. It's about the emotional tie that we have to um, it, feelings of safety and security, yeah. and and also going back to something you mentioned before. I think that when, especially when you're in the earlier stages of building a business, you attach so much to this number, and you think that's what it's all about. Yeah. I'm going to get my first 50K and then I'm going to get my six figures. That, and you forget that actually it, it it's about the whole journey. It's about the person you become, cheesy as it sounds, in the process of getting to yeah. that point as well. So um, for the listeners, you're based in the same place as us. I am indeed. Shrewsbury and <laughs> It's quite, um, well, everyone says it's about their hometown, but I'd say it's a relatively old-fashioned place. Yes, quite male dominated mm-hmm. um and a lot of the businesses that you would approach i'm sure because we have similar conversations might not even believe in mindset they they'd be like well we've always done it this way this we've never had to talk about this kind of stuff before I, what do you do in that scenario because there's so much untapped potential in in a business like that that's a really good question. And it's something, if being completely honest, that I, I don't have a concrete answer to because when it comes to coaching, I feel, well, what I do really is mentoring and coaching. People come yeah. to me for the business growth and marketing support um, and all of that. But really, it, if you want to be coached, you've got to come to me ready to be coached. Yeah. Because there isn't trust me because I've had this happen before like someone's bought me in to coach like their member of staff or uh, when it's paid for and you kind of don't want to be there it's a painful situation because you're asking questions and trying to help someone dig deeper within who they are who's just and they see you as a threat rather yeah, than a help like, well, yeah 
how dare you ask me that and the guard goes straight up you've got to be receptive in a coaching situation that's really interesting we had that in an interview scenario so um a big part of our culture is help people and have fun that's our that's our mission help people and have fun and so when we interview people we were interviewing for our operations manager and we said to the lady so what do you want with your life like where are you going how can we how can we help you achieve what you want and she was hugely offended by that question. She she thought we were asking if she plans to have children. She she came at it from a very corporate mm. uh, place. So mm. she thought, oh, are they asking me if I'm going to have children? Are they asking me if I'm going to need maternity? Are they asking how much holiday I want? Yeah. And we, we weren't. We were like, how do we help you become the best version of you in order to help us be better? And... um. And I find that a lot. When we speak to business owners, we're like, okay, so what do you want? And they're like, more money, more leads. I'm like, no, you don't. What do you want? And it's an interrogation. What's going on? I think a lot of people don't know what they want. That's, yeah. and, that, and that's half the problem sometimes in, 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 not just in business, I think in life in general, feeling stuck, confused, um, lost, but without purpose. A lot of the time it's because people don't actually know what the thing is they want. Yeah. If you don't know what you want, it's the age old saying goes, it's like getting in the car without the sat nav plugged in. You're kind of, you're just, you're driving aimlessly without actually having that place that you know you want to get to. It doesn't even have to be financial. This can be a way you want to feel. It can yeah, be yeah. A location. It could be, it, it could be so many different things, but I do think there's a, there is a, a large population of people who struggle with being asked that question. And you're right. You, you end up, getting defensive interrogation where yeah. really you're at, you're asking a very expansive question that but I think maybe that that is the thing is when you're asking an expansive question it's sometimes too much for someone who hasn't been in that environment to encourage that before it's a bit overwhelming yeah, yeah. Like, well I, I don't I haven't even thought about this before what, what I actually want so if I asked you what do you want are you clear on it yeah hit me I've had the same, as they say, a very, very similar vision from the very, very start. Oh, that's and I, th- I think that the way that my brain works, I'm very, I'm very, very visionary uh, and find it easy, in, not easy, I find when times get hard, that is the thing that carries me through is because I know that that vision is already starting to come true now. Yeah. So back when I first it was even before I had my first social media management client, actually, I remember having a conversation with a friend and I was so like fired up about this vision that I had. And it was, there wasn't a lot of detail in this. I was like, I'm going to, like, I really feel called and pulled towards doing something that impacts people on a deep level. <laughs> so my friend was sat in the pub like I'd, I'd never come out with anything like this before and she was like right okay she said, how are you going to do that I was like I, I don't I don't know but I know that it's going to be I'm, I'm going to I want to to show up I want to I want to impact people I want and community is something I spoke about a lot was community yeah. and being able to inspire and motivate people who were like me and that's always been a massive I suppose I suppose you wouldn't really say it's vision because it's more mission. Yeah. 
but then the vision aspect for me because I've always had a vision board the past four years so I've, I change it up every now and then but vision wise I can see where I'm going to live and I know that I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have a house that I can open the door and go and sit out and have a coffee and be able to see the sea like I've, I've got I vision what my life will be like and that I'll have a team that supports me and that I'll be just showing up and doing my best basically every yeah. day so it's more it's a feeling and an image but I've had that from the start that's amazing that's so cool and I think, like you say, it's very rare for someone to be so set on it. You've touched on something there that I hope you touch on. A lot of business owners that we interview on the podcast, um, because they're successful, they have a very a pretty strong mindset or a really good vision already. Um, they've probably gone through the process of talking to someone like yourself or or read in depth across a number of things. But one thing that they trip up on, and something I can trip up on sometimes, is that situation where you're having a pint with your friends or it's Christmas with your family and you say something like, I, I'm going to impact 100 people's lives next year or um, I'm going to buy a house by the sea and everyone turns and looks at you like you're insane. <laughs> what, what do you talk to people about in that scenario because i'm sure every client you've got has got someone in their life who isn't negative but they're just not on the same path absolutely uh, personally for me i'm very very selective about who i choose to have those types of conversations with yeah. I, I i love my friends and family but there are certain people that i i will not divulge my deepest hopes dreams and desires to because i think that the people that you choose to have those conversations with will cause you to either expand further into that or unfortunately what happens i think for a lot of people is they retract and mm. go i feel really stupid um i feel that I, I shouldn't have said that thing so by all means be yourself but just be careful be, be selective about who you want to have those conversations with and i've actually got a technique i share this technique it's nice. great if you have a family that i mean whose family doesn't trigger them let's be honest yeah 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 um, exactly in particular if you know you're going into like a christmas dinner meal out where you're going to have an environment where you already know before you go in that someone's likely going to make a, a, a jibe about your little business or your little coaching thing that you do yeah yeah whatever yeah. I call Don't it, you just design business cards? That's yeah. the one I get. So, <laughs> mine, mine was usually like related to. Should um, I get bored? Just said, do, oh, what was it? Normally about Instagram stories, or is it not too much just showing up and just talking at you on your phone all the time? Like, I'm like, yeah, okay, do my do my little Instagram thing. Yeah. Influencer, I've had that before. So I'm not a bloody influencer. Um, but what I tend to do is I have this protective bubble technique. So I literally vision myself going into that social environment and i've i'm aware i imagine like i'm wearing this bubble suit, like a zorb ball like a zorb ball but it's it's a, like a it's very transparent so i can still see everyone clearly but i have this massive layer of protection going into that and mm -hmm. um, this kind of goes to my nlp background sure and i've kind of shared i'm a strong visionary anyway but vis visualizing yourself going in with that it's like those jibes and those comments don't hurt as much. They're not like a stab in the gut. You can kind of go, okay. I know why you said that. I heard that. I know why you yeah. said it. And it's, I'm going to choose to not let that 
affect me and affect my emotions, my mood. Yeah. So protection, protecting yourself, I think, is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a, a clear example for me that did get through my guard, um, this he probably doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm probably safe. <laughs> I went camping with my brother and his girlfriend in the summer just gone. Um, we've never been on holiday together before or anything. And third night of the trip, I bought us all a Chinese and never thought anything of it. Just thought it'd be nice to get everyone a Chinese. What I didn't realise was he thought that that was really flash and kind of offensive. And so it spoiled the mood of the trip. And And I took it really personally because I just thought I was being nice it wasn't meant to be like a a monetary thing it Mm. was just i mean it was meant to be a small gesture but um that in terms of mindset for success was a real knock i was like i've got enough spare capacity that i can buy us all a chinese so i bought us all a chinese and by doing that what i've actually done is undermine his confidence and in hindsight, I feel a bit guilty. Probably shouldn't, but it's it's a tricky one. It's tricky because in that situation you explained to me, what I see is what you've done as a gesture has triggered something within your your, your brother that perhaps an area that he's lacking in his life that you're highlighting with that gesture. So actually, it's not a case of you having to like to to, to dim anything down yeah. or to stop doing things. It's maybe something that you know for that other person, that other party to to explore and to take responsibility for. Yeah. But I totally hear you because the difficulty is not everyone is going to choose to work on the things that trigger them. Yeah, and, yeah, and or, and, or and it's it's strange because he's a fireman. And uh, so he walks into burning buildings for a living, which I could never do. Yeah. Or, you know, he goes to a car wreck and cuts a child out of a car. I couldn't do yeah. that. And uh, and I hold him in such high esteem that I'm really, really proud to be able to, like, buy him, as daft as it sounds, to buy him a Chinese. So the the, the knockdown effect of, of thinking I've upset him is is massive and that's where like you say put yourself in a bubble go into that environment knowing that it's a it's someone you're close to so you can't cut them out it's not someone that you shouldn't spend time with mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah oh it's a i, I love the, the the family conversations are my favorite because i find that especially this is completely varying um different business owners different levels of of success completely different and they all have these deep family triggers they're the things that still evoke like the heart the most emotion out of them when they're in that environment um a massive thing you can also do which i put into practice all the time is no matter what reaction that you're getting back from that person you can still choose to show them love and compassion yeah really bloody hard when you're being triggered like all i want to do is react and, and shout back or jive back but you can actually just take five seconds breathe i think breath is another one to remember and choose to respond and just say look uh, i love you i don't agree with you but i love you so let's just uh, let's move let's move on let's and that, move on that. that's the same technique i've been coached to use with staff 
Really? In terms of if you got a disciplinary situation or a motivational situation, is to take a breath and go be above it and just um to okay, how are we gonna solve this? How do we get past this? Rather than blow your lid and Yeah <laughs> lose your shit. It's rea- reaction versus response. Yeah. So and look, I don't think any of us have this completely down pat. I definitely don't. But it feels really good to choose your response and to choose something that not only makes you feel better about yourself, but also is probably going to help that other person to maybe be inspired to choose a response yeah. like you have next time, where you're both probably going to end up feeling better about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So... <laughs> Mindset for success. Somebody starting out on their business journey, or maybe they've been in it for two years or so, and they're kind of they're on the cusp of something, but it's not clicking. Yes. They're not. I think we've all been in that at that point where maybe I should just go back to work. Kind oh, of like, yeah. <laughs> I've and, been there a few times. And um, when they when someone first comes to speak to you and they're in that place, and society is telling them one thing, which we're, we've all been told to work hard, get a job, mm-hmm. have a career. But something inside them is screaming that that's not the right thing. What, what, what do you talk about then? I think the first thing you can do is if, you, if, you, if you've got the nudge, the niggle, the whatever that thing, if you've got that feeling inside of you, that unshakable, I know that I'm meant to be doing something more than I am right now, I felt very caged for me. It was like I've been being quite caged and trapped. Yeah. And I was like, I, I know that, that there's got to be more than this. In that situation, the first thing that I did was look around me for inspiration and think, who's doing or living a life that I really aspire to, mm-hmm. to, to live in that way? So for me, when I was in that situation of, I, I want to start a business, I, I think I want to do, take this... I'm going to put like in commerce entrepreneurial route. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started following lots of female co- coaches and female like, marketers who were had massive online presence, and that was the first time I invested actually in a coach. Was someone um, I read her book on Amazon, followed her on Instagram. She kind of represented everything that I wanted to be doing. She had a great community online, uh, and I chose to go and learn from her. And this, this is kind of a two-pronged thing here. I think the investment conversation is, is its own thing. But there's also, you don't have to have the whole 100 steps figured out. You've just got to move towards what feels inspiring and exciting. And I think you're, you're going to know that deep down, whatever that means for you, listening. It's, it's different for yeah. all of us, but keep move to move away from what you know feels constrict but it's constricting constraint yeah yeah constricting and move towards what feels like it's you can tell it. you and i share a coach because i think one of the things uh he says is about with your strategy you, you can say in year four i'm gonna make 10 million doesn't mean you know how you're gonna do it yet and, and it's it's the baby steps on along the way but like and they, they can be the smallest baby steps it is in Pressing live on your Instagram for the first time, putting uh, maybe your first social media post, setting up the page, having a conversation with one person who could potentially benefit from the thing that you offer. You might, you might not even know what you offer. You might be thinking just, I know I'm not happy 
could I maybe be a business owner in the future? Buy the book, like listen to, uh, like subscribe to some podcasts that are going to be inspiring. Like all of these are little action steps that are going to add up to that big yeah. result. I, I read something end. really powerful yesterday. If you make a 1% improvement every day, in three, I think Ryan Pinnock might have posted this on LinkedIn, mm. actually. Um, if you make a 1% improvement every day, in 365 days, you'll be 37 times better than you were on day one. Oh, I love that. And I love that. That's going to go to my the, office, that one. The compound effect of, <laughs> yeah. of a 1% improvement. I'm like, bloody hell. That's monstrous, isn't it? That's it, though. And, and yet so many of us will will not even give ourselves a chance to get started because we're looking at, let's say we're still in front of Mount Everest and we're like, how do I get to how that? How do I get <laughs> to that? You're not going to do it in one massive leap and jump. It's, it's one step at a time. And yes, it's going to take you a long time. I think it's meant to take us a long time. It's not the success. Yeah, how did you become an overnight success? Oh, the whole overnight yeah, success. Yeah. This is it. We don't remember that when you're looking at anyone anyone's success you're seeing a highlighted point of success. You're not seeing the trials, the tribulations, the the times when they thought it wasn't going to work, but they kept going anyway. We we don't see all of that. Yeah. And then I think to add to that, we live in a society where there's a lot, we want instant gratification. We want the result. We want it now. And yeah. I'm sure you'll agree. You become the the person that you are through the, process of yeah it's the journey not, failing, the, not the destination learning, working yeah. it out taking the steps i use this term lightly but winging it i feel like we're all everyone is we, every single person is is winging it and just figuring it out as they go it's it's the person that believes they can that will yes and agreed and there's always going to be an element of winging it in that because it's particularly if you're doing something nobody else has ever done mm you must be winging it because it's the first time. Yes. So that's a massive thing that clients will say to me as well is uh, that they panic because they don't have their complete plan of action from start to finish and everything's secure and they're looking for security and stability and certainty. Yeah. Whereas actually you have to release that. You don't stop taking action, still keep moving towards, yeah. but just be open to the fact that it's, your path's probably going to look a little or very different to yeah. what you think it will, but you can still get to the same end destination. Yeah, yeah. It might look it, a little different. Yeah, it's not going to be a clear, a clear rise to the top. You're uh-huh. going to have peaks and troughs along the way. Exactly. So before I ask you my last question, how do people get in touch with you? I'm hanging out mostly on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Alex McCarthy Coaching on Instagram. I have a Facebook group, the Online Entrepreneur Hub, which has got lots of mindset marketing training going on in there. And yes, mainly those two for now. Awesome. Last question. <laughs> What's your favorite film and why? Oh, oh I wasn't expecting this. Now We right. ask every guest. Okay. So I know what it is. I feel, don't judge me on this one, but um, Avatar is my favorite film. Okay. And, and Poddy's My Apprentice. In really? There. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I adore it. And for me, oh, why do I love it? I like the concept of what life would be like before the humans went in and ruined it, what life on that planet was like. And I like that 
it's very connected to nature and everything's yeah. like existing as one. And I do believe that that there are some principles of that that I think exist in 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 our human life that I yeah that I think are really lovely. No, nice. yeah. No, I've given that answer before, <laughs> so that's cool. cool. Alex, thanks for being an awesome guest. Thank you so much for having me. 